that the quiet of a thousand nights falls upon your ears, an idea will betray you. Your secrets are not yours alone. An abyss opens beneath your cradle, and the torch will sputter into darkness. You will hold the myth of life in your hands, and you will drive the chariot of winter. Welcome to Soul Story, a Through the Breach actual play podcast set in the world of Malifaux. Today, I'm joined by... Moose. Spencer, I bought a mole pretzel. (laughs) (laughs) Cool! Who's next? Uh, uh, Bam Bam, playing Albert Long. (laughs) I'm Logan, and I'm Rosa. And I'm Alex, and I didn't buy a mole pretzel today. Uh, shit right i need a mall pretzel fuck i might need to go get one um today's a little different we're not doing a game we're doing a q a we put out on our social medias hey ask us ask us some questions and you did you asked us a few questions so let's let's talk about questions i guess i don't know i don't have a fucking script this is awful hey um, so I have questions that I was going to ask you guys. I know I also had you guys think of some questions. Let's start there. Um, do you want me to start with my questions so that way you guys don't feel so awkward asking questions? Yes. No. Yes. I'm going to start. Okay, Moose. Oh. Start us off. Moose starts. Yes. Okay. Lovely. Yes. Podcast family. Hi. What is one character development hurdle you've had to go through? Hmm. I can't answer this question, so. Hmm. <laughs> I, don't, I don't really know, like, what character development, really. Like, Al's just kind of an Al. <laughs> what about what about either Felix or Putnam? Uh, uh, Putnam, it uh, was interesting to be so annoying. Yeah? Absolutely, 112%. Oi, mister! Oi. All the time. <laughs> so, yeah. What about your character development of being dead? Ooh. <laughs> yeah, that was great. I had to work on my corpse pose. Had a little bit of limbering to do. <laughs> is is talking about Felix's death still a little too soon? Yeah, is it want? too soon? <laughs> Forever too soon. Forever too soon. I I feel so bad that we didn't know the rules well enough at that time. You know. To have Felix continue on, um, I'm really mad that it was like a month later that I sent you the text of like, "Do you see this shit? Fuck!" I know. Oh, but we, then did, we did get Putnam. We did get Putnam, and Putnam is a delight. I I personally like his boy, Mister, boy, pretty lady, uh, and Malinda. Malinda. I have a question about Malinda later. <gasps> oh wait, I. I think I have a like a kind of develop. Now that we're talking about him, I have a kind of development for Al. Al- right? Has that happened? No, yet? I, we, no. I think we're going to table this question until the next Q and A because I think the second story arc is when we're starting to see a lot of that shifting um, growth. Yeah. I really like that question though. Who cares? I haven't been. Yeah, I haven't been in the. Rose hasn't been in the in the game that long. Yeah. What was your other question? Say another question. No one. Please. Pretty, pretty please. <laughs> Okay, guys. Uh, second question. What would be another character you would play, knowing the struggles, kind of more about the story at this point? Like Malifaux setting? Or just the world the stuff that we're doing present to us? So, for example, let's say instead of Felix, I would have rather played a uh, sharpshooter. So then I could have picked off rats. Oh. Easy. Okay. Now I want to know about the sharpshooter. Don't worry. It's there. She's wonderful. Oh, she. Oh, wonderful. Time to kill Putnam. What? <laughs> no, what? no. What? <laughs> <laughs> um, I've been playing uh, Darkest Dungeon since it came out, yeah! so I think I would just make a guy from that. Honestly, I'd probably just pick one of those guys, and that would be my like starting point. Like the occultist or something would be kind of cool to do like magic things. Mm-hmm. And I know there's Cthulhu's. Well, I mean, there's like, I mean, I guess they're not cosmic horrors and Malifaux, but there's like spooky magic 
arcane horrors. Yeah. So I think it'd be kind of cool to do something like that. I think an occultist would fit in perfectly in this environment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And maybe he'd be like a, a ghost hunter or something like that. Um, nah, because people believe him. Nah, he wouldn't make it. Yeah, I couldn't do that. He could be a medium. <laughs> the medium Talk is a cool class. Yeah, he could be a medium. I'm doing that in my vampire game. I'm playing yeah. a psychic. Wait, have I already said this? No. I can't remember who I've told this to. I'm playing a psychic. Um, uh, like a, uh, She's famous on YouTube. And uh, she does psychic stuff. Uh. And it's, it's a, like uses her uh, vampire powers to read the future. Uh, but no one knows that I'm a vampire. Mm-hmm. So it's like really trivial, but it's just and it's funny. But that's my whole character concept is I have a YouTube channel and I'm famous. Like Boxy. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I can't really do something like that in Malifaux, I guess. Ye old fantasy YouTube. Yeah. She had a soapbox. <laughs> <laughs> what about... What could be- oh. Nah, never mind. I, I already said a lot. I was no, gonna say I could make a magician, like the, um, just like a like a side or a, you know a street magician, yeah. pulling like rabbits out of hats. Buck magicians. <laughs> magician, buck I, magicians. I don't know what you got against magicians. Calm down. Magicians scare me. What? <laughs> really? Uh, not really but a little bit just look okay it's it it's it's uh what's his name chris angel like because it at some point it stops being magic and it's just like why are you hooked to a helicopter i don't understand why you need to do that did you like jackass tm (laughs) i guess not okay some of that stuff just it's uh makes like a shiver go down my spine it's like please stop why does that bother why does it bother you though if it's somebody else who's gonna die it, oh, it's and for their own for their own antics okay it, it's not it's it's my mind seeing something and then my mind automatically like thinks of everything i see is it's just like i wonder what that's like and i was like no stop please <laughs> <laughs> like someone i'm gonna stick this needle through my hand i wonder what that's like oh my hand hurts <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, so BB, what about you? What kind of character would you have made? Um, kind of with the shit going on, I, I, I probably would have made a character kind of closer to like Jared because he's like, he's able to like take hits and he's also like up in the front fucking stuff up. Whereas as much as I love Al, he's in the back, can't hit shit. Uh, or I'll just make like a better sharpshooter who can actually hit things. I know when we made your character, neither of us were really, I mean, you didn't know the rules. I wasn't paying attention enough, but I think it's, I like picking stats too that make a character, not make a class. And I think that very much makes Al who Al is. Yeah, no, I absolutely <laughs> love how I made Al. It's just so funny because it's, it's one of the things that like he's known growing up, but yet he's still so bad. <laughs> So he's always used like his, you know, his good looks and, you know, just his charm and like cuttingness to just really win people over. And that's how he gets his uh, his bounties, you know. So when you said cunningness, were you trying to say cunning or cunnilingus? <laughs> I, I actually don't know. I know the word was cunning <laughs> and I'm just like, I don't know how to cunningness, cunningness. Cunning. I'm good with words. <laughs> no, it's just like the perfect word to like go either way. Yeah. But I'm tish. Okay. <laughs> uh, Spencer, what about you? Yo, okay. So this is going to be a very boring answer. Um, okay. I knew exactly who I wanted to play in Malifaux. I, I did my little bits of research. It's a pre-existing character. I did that thing where you pick stats based on, you know, the character, not the class. So, like, I feel like anyone I would play other than Jared would be a second choice, not someone I would rather play. And if if I was wanting to play someone else, I would want them to be a little more graceful, a little more cunning. Um, probably a bit more melee oriented like mr lee another character i've already done so 
<laughs> and you'll be able to listen to and learn about on our Patreon, which will be announced soon. I really like all your guys' characters, though. Even though they aren't perfect for the campaign, it's been fun watching them navigate how awful this place is and, and learning along the way. It's been fun. It, it helps always having a character you can count on to go find help. help. <laughs> <laughs> and the brothel. And the brothel. <laughs> Elle's the guy that you're like, hey, I'm new to town. Sure, I'll show you all the strip clubs. No, no. I don't, I don't need to know that. <laughs> Hey, Spencer. Yo, what's up, Logan? Do you have a question for me? Yeah, what are you going to go to school for? Me? Yeah. Why? Because there was an announcement that you're going to take classes, and now we're we're all curious. Okay, (laughs) so I will give you the short version. I uh, was going to school uh, for my psych degree. Now I am going for a... My English degree, you know, because employability. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I um, the the career that I have witnessed and experienced, and like people in that career have meant the most to me. Uh, my English teachers. So, I would like to be able to go off and do that for other children, and become a cool English teacher reading cool books and making PowerPoints and doing attendance and putting the chairs <laughs> up and such. Well, don't do it in Oklahoma. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, this, there's a big, huge teacher strike in Oklahoma. Wow. That because, sounds, uh, because the education system here is garbage. Um, I think that's like, so don't do it. Here. Most places in the world. Um, yeah, it's like exceptionally bad in Oklahoma, though. Apparently, if you go down to Georgia, they don't have uh, educated folk down there. So you can get lots of money for just being like an elementary school teacher. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. it's it's apparently well, like, pretty good. Yeah, it's it's just like they have like a shortage of teachers and educators. So like classes are having to double up. So they're like, hey, come down and teach these people how to you know do stuff in a classroom and we will pay you like the salary of like like we'll give you like a corporate salary to do this thing that in other states you would get like 50k a year it's uh it's weird how that yeah it's weird how like state to state it changes like drastically Uh, Moose, you paint yeah. minis. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have a big old table? Well, I actually took what was once my grandfather's wood shop in the house that I own. I turned it into a painting studio. So I have a desk and another desk. Nice. And a chair. Do you have like get some lights? Do you have like a rack for all your paints? Yeah. Nice. Do you paint? And I've got several drawers. For a basing material and drawers of minis that need to be put together and minis that are put together. You don't have the tackle box of of stuff that needs to be put together? (laughs) No, I've got mine actually organized. I've got my Kingdom Death minis that need to be put together. The Malifaux minis. Did you buy Kingdom Death? I did. Oh my god, it's $400, man. I know. (laughs) It's so expensive. He spent that money. (laughs) I spent them dollars. It's just crazy. That way, I mean, the models look cool. The models look really cool. Um, yeah, no, I've I've uh, I've played it a little bit. Um, my gosh, who was my first guy? It was Oedipus because you could um, because you just pick like two people and breed them, right? So yeah. um, we <laughs> the first uh, well, not my first character, but my first character that was born, um, or not mine, but the first character that was born, we called him Oedipus. And um, he was he was like our designated breeding person, and we just had him breed with his mom. But, oh, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> until until she died. Yeah, no, and then she died. Um, or I think actually they both died, uh, but not before they had one kid who was Oedipus too, the Electric Boogaloo. What <laughs> the fuck? I feel like I need a safe word. I don't, I don't know. I feel very unsafe. <laughs> 
So I guess I have a question for all of you. Okay. What or who inspired your characters? Oh my god, yes. <laughs> all right, well, it sounds like you're going first. <laughs> oh my gosh. So my character is based off of another character that I created. Uh, mm -hmm. So the original version of this character uh, is a D&D uh, 5e character. Um, his name is Vladimir Avgon. Uh, he is a succubus fighter uh, whose sole purpose in life is to just seduce everyone and everything he meets with his awesome succubus powers. And he thinks he is the greatest fighter that has ever lived. So yeah. much makes sense now. Yeah, like that's <laughs> the the idea. Like I wanted to find a way to get Vlad because Vlad was created uh, through a campaign we call the Hell Campaign, which is um, it, it's more of a one-off that has gradually become a continuous campaign. So every time we do the Hell Campaign, it's kind of ran as a one-off where you just get um you just everyone just wakes up in a cabin and you like roll to like okay i want to feel myself do i have a penis do i have huh. horns can i see right now like it, it's dark can i see okay I, i'm something that has dark vision like it's finding out what you are and it's also my dm like he loves it because he knows i like playing different characters so he tries to throw me off and give me weird fucked up things and he's like you're a succubus i'm just like oh you fucked up <laughs> and it ended up creating the greatest player I ever, or greatest character I ever made. And I was just like, I need to keep him going. So I brought him into Malifaux. Do you regret it? I do not. <laughs> I do not. I do. Vlad will live on in many forms, many names, and many games. <laughs> Both for Felix and Putnam. Oh man, Putnam was inspired by my loathing for children. Loathing? Oh my god! It's inspired by our loathing for children too, wasn't it? Good. I'm I'm happy about this. I completely, one hundred and twelve percent hate children. I'm sorry to our listeners. I I have I have no words. It's fine. I really wanted to be this in-your-face, loud, obnoxious person that didn't have really any ill will, just didn't know any better. It was just like, um, so that's Putnam. And Felix was trying to soften another character of mine. <laughs> And bring out his uh, good points, which he doesn't have many. <laughs> yes, make that face at me, because you know who it is. Yeah, I do. <laughs> oh, Rashad. Oh, Rashad. He's here. He's always here. He's always, He's always here. watching. He's always watching. <sighs> do you want... I, I think you talked maybe a little... No, you didn't. In, in your interview, you ended up not talking about... We mentioned him. We said he was unique. Do you want to elaborate at all? Or... On Rashad? Mm-hmm. Oh, dear God. Let me... Uh, Cliff notes. Uh, Rashad was a character that I made for my original Malifaux campaign that I ran with a group of friends. Um, he's this lovely, lovely necromancer whom oh I'm God. addicted to. It's <laughs> fine. We have a lot of kindred traits, though he's a little bit more kooky. Kooky. <laughs> That's a word for it. That's a word for it. He's dead and delicious. That's that's Rashad. I think my most Rashad experience because you brought him into what I call my murder party campaign, <laughs> which is a, it was just a murder mystery, and he would go up to the corpses and stick <laughs> his fingers into the wound, the stab wound in which they died from. He's like, "Oh, hey, the blade's about that long." <laughs> And then would go around walking to people saying, have you seen a blade about this long? <laughs> <laughs> he also threw money at his problems. <laughs> Kooky. <laughs> yep. Um, Spencer? Hello. Hi. Okay. Question. So, uh, J-Rod, Jared, 
him. He, uh, so I guess he's inspired by a bunch of things. His base character being a rough and tumble type with, with daddy issues <laughs> is based on, is based on a thing that I, wrote he is he is a character from other personal writings brought in um he is his face claim is like a more rugged uh little less well not little uh less handsome john ham that square <laughs> jaw the same nose same structure um bit of a longer jaw whatever whatever yeah, okay, so uh nothing, John Ham and shit. Try to You know what? His character doesn't Spencer. <laughs> I feel like I'm high. Okay. I feel like Spencer, Spencer, do you me. smell toast? <laughs> I Oh my god. I've just been running around having like a really exciting day and now I'm like just shambling shit together. Okay. <laughs> oh, this is terrible. You're okay, buddy. Oh. Oh. I don't think so. All right. <laughs> You're so let's fine. see. Where was I? I was psychotic rambling <laughs> and then mindlessly rambling. It was John Ham, your personal character in your writing. John Ham, nothing. And, uh, got. Yeah, he's not, like, inspired by anything. Uh, I will say his uh, voice, his voice claim, if anyone mm. wants to check that out, is uh, very much so based on uh, Bigby from The Wolf Among Us, which mm. was inspired by the Fable comics, uh, voiced by Adam Harrington, a very talented man, very gruff voice. Stop, you drunk bastard! Whoa, 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 hey, hey! Get off of her! Hey Spencer, uh, is there a particular quote you want me to pull? Because uh, I can do a sound clip of of the voice there. Can you? Yeah, um, it's a, below thirty seconds. I'll be fine. Just having, <laughs> I don't know. Just having like grunt and cough and do like pain <laughs> sounds, <laughs> <laughs> like sounds from his death animations. Oh like, my god! Ugh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. I hope he howls in one of them, because yep. he's supposed to be a werewolf or something, right? He is the big, big bad, bad wolf. wolf. So he Fables does... is so good. It's so good. Fables is so good. Fables is like... Oh, it's my favorite. It's it's up there with Watchmen. It's real good. I remember my oh. dad got me that for Christmas when I was like 12. Watchmen? Mm -hmm. No, uh, Fables. <laughs> and like, 20 pages in, you see Prince Charming banging someone. Boom. And... My dad had no idea. He just went to the, our comic shop that we always went to. It was like, oh, hey, you know my daughter. Oh, hey, there's this modern fairy tale story. She'll like this. Neither neither men knew what they were getting oh, me. Oh, man. <laughs> hey, Logan, what was Rosa inspired by? Mine's pretty easy. Um, I listened to a song. I don't actually remember how I came upon the song. It's called, called oh, gosh, I don't even know how to say this. It's uh, Edgar huh. Allan Poe. So it's Tomb of Liegia. Lied Lygia by Team Sleep. Uh, okay. Some of the songs are good by the band, but it's mostly just really strange. Anyway, so it's based off, I think, loosely, an Edgar Allan Poe um, poem. And so uh, it's this woman who's um, she's smart and she's dating the narrator. Uh, and she you know, she impresses him with her uh, um, uh, how smart she is, uh, and then uh, she dies somehow. I can't remember. Um, and so then what happens is he marries somebody else. They don't like each other very much. She gets sick, and at the very end, she um, like pulls off her wrappings, I think, and then she ends up being the girl that died, the uh, Liegia, who's the smart oh. girl, the intellectual girl. Anyway, so the whole idea was that so I and I also played the Ortegas when I first started playing Malifaux. Mm -hmm. Um, so I liked the Ortegas, and then I liked the the song, and so um, I just kind of 
like shoved them together. And he's like, this is it. I like it. And it's really and like it's like a really loose it's real loose, but it was just like those few ideas and I just like I'll make a character out of this. Oh, no, that's fucking great, dude. BB, do you have any questions for us? I do. Okay. Well I have like a question kinda yeah, I guess fine. It's, it, it's like a two part question, so technically two. Hit us. Uh so if you could uh I mean I guess you can kinda like decide what the I guess meeting or situation would be but if you could meet any of the characters who would they be and why like if they could come out like in the real world right now yeah like real world cool. right now and you could just meet one of them any of them and like hang out like what did you, you know you kind of choose like the setting or whatever and like why would you choose them any of the cast of characters like uh, of our characters like yeah of our like characters okay so, so you just you just want PCs, not NPCs, just just the four of you. Yes. Okay. Cool. So, none of them. Oh. So, oh my god, Jared is a fascist police officer. <laughs> yep. Rosa, yep. Rosa is a murderous gang member. <laughs> Al, I guess Al would be the most like reasonable person to like meet. He doesn't seem like he's just gonna kill you. Or has any, like, in, he doesn't seem to have any malintent, I guess. Um, <laughs> Put, no way, I'm not going to meet Putnam. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I guess uh, Felix probably wouldn't be so bad, but he is kind of a dick. So I guess out of both of those, like, Alan, uh, Alan uh, Felix would be people who seem like it would be possible to even talk to them a little bit and out of those two still none of them (laughs) (laughs) i would love to take al out and uh see if i can break him (laughs) oh no oh i'll give you a good time (laughs) (laughs) i just want to mentally break him i just want to leave him this this mess like this is the world goodbye (laughs) (laughs) okay so i'm gonna hop on the bandwagon (laughs) it's gonna be al um like logan said they're all like they're not evil they're all just douchebags they're all like they're all just annoying losers like they all suck al al is like like, they all don't like Al, but the thing is, like, Al's probably, like, the kindest and, like, most <laughs> fun out of all of them. <laughs> so, like, like I feel like, uh, I don't know that, you know, I don't know what we do. I just feel like if I had to be forced to hang out with one of them, I feel like, like, hanging out with Al would be fun rather than, like, I would end up, like, in some kind of, like, murderous <laughs> plot. Like... <laughs> That's just yeah. What about you, oh Beanie? Um, <laughs> I haven't even thought about my answer. I was just curious about <laughs> everyone else's. Um, I mean, I just it'd be. <laughs> I feel like I'm just everyone's picking out, but I also just I made them. But I feel like it'd be really fun. I got a question for each of you, and then we'll move on to uh, the the listener questions. So, Moose. What's it like playing in Malifaux instead of DMing it? Hard. Yeah? Just because I want to, uh, I want a metagame <laughs> real bad. <laughs> it's okay. I also really wanted to, like, min-max and do that crazy thing, and I was like, nah, not good. It's also really weird separating, because I was like, we know this happened, and I'm like, no, Moose, that's your game. <laughs> that's not this game. Yeah. It's fine. I know I'm trying to tie in some story points from your game, but I'm not trying to make it like a part of your world. It's just like I want them to kiss a little bit, just a little, <gasps> little smooch. Rashad can do that. No, no, not Rashad, but there's other little kissy points. Al, Al oh, would not be you... opposed to kissing Rashad. Oh, okay, uh, that's fair. <laughs> or anybody for that matter. Oh. Ooh. Uh, what was the so far? What has been your biggest struggle not to meta game up to this point? Up to this point, 
not blurting out some things about the sewers, mm-hmm. things that I know that are just Malifaux-centric, that I'm like, oh, this is what's happening. This is where we need to go. I know what we're looking for, but I'm like, I don't know what we're looking for. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Uh, Spencer. Yo. So Jared has had a real, real rough time lately. Uh huh. I'm sure he's been knocked around before, but this was just like hit after hit. And I'm I'm really curious, both like uh, for Jared and as you as a player, what went through your head as your your friend Putnam, friend, newly acquainted mm-hmm. choir child of yours, <laughs> mm-hmm. fucking knocked the shit out of you? Like, what did you have any lasting thoughts with that? Did Jared have any lasting thoughts with that, or? Just a duck. I, th- I thought Jared was going to get TK'd in a bar. <laughs> and I thought that's what his story was going to just wind <laughs> up being. I thought it was just going to be like like everything I had planned for him and all, like, all the things he just doesn't talk about that maybe like in a month of playing he would. Just know he's going to have his brain splattered all over the fucking floor by a pneumatic power fist. But, uh... Yeah, no, so I was like, oh my god, Jared's just going to die here. Um, <laughs> I think Jared wasn't really thinking anything because he was beelining it for uh, for Al. Like, even when he recovered, his, his first instinct was still to go after Al. So, I don't, like, he was just kind of <laughs> on psycho rage at that point. He wasn't really thinking, just kind of doing. Rock on. So Logan, yes. From from what I've noticed of Rosa so far is that she's very pro girl in a sense of when I was listening and editing about her following Al, who had kidnapped Brecca. You kind of stuck on that pretty hard. Of I, I, it's obvious too that you were saying, "Oh, hey, the free booze is going," but you also Rosa seemed concerned about this woman who was being pulled away. And I guess I'm wondering if that was that an active Rosa choice or was that a Logan choice? Was it a mix of the two? I'm not trying to label your character as a feminist. I'm just, I, I thought it was a very interesting yay vagina loyalty moment. Oh, whoops. <laughs> <laughs> just whoops. Um, so I don't quite remember whoops. what you're talking about. Was it because she's like, or was Al like chasing after her and being really creepy? Cause if so you, uh, Al picked her up and was taking her to Jared. And oh, you kept yeah. repeating, like, oh, you know, you're going to take her to the alleyway. You're not. That's right. Um, yeah, well, I think Al was being kind of creepy, wasn't he? Uh, it's Al. It's Al. Yeah, so. <laughs> I, mean... <laughs> I, I mean, it could have been anything. Like, you know, I probably would have. I don't think I would. If I was playing a dude character, I probably wouldn't have, like, play, said, like, oh, look, he's he's going to, like, take. he's taking her. He's taking her. I, oh, I guess she was drunk, too, wasn't she? She was drinking. Yeah, she was yeah, so I guess that, that was part of it too. So it's like trying to be ineffective while also still addressing the situation. I don't know. I, I really, I'm not really sure. Um, I guess it was both, then, it, or at least it was me trying to play a drunk person. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> I mean, yes, it was all vagina loyalty, and I can see all vagina. I know about that. <laughs> I know about that personally. <laughs> Seeing as I am I also it. a girl. Well, I'm glad I couldn't I... do that part right, <laughs> not being weird about it or anything. <laughs> I guess I'm, I was pretty sure it wasn't like a, I'm going to make Rosa this way. But I was also curious to see if that was a train of thought that was like, oh, hey, a woman's potentially in danger. That's not great. Or if it was more selfish or anything like that. But I think you answered my question. No, so it, thank you. Yeah, I wasn't selfish. So. <laughs> uh, BB. Yes. Because I have the joy of editing. I notice that you say sorry a lot while you're role-playing Al. (laughs) I want to make sure, one, are you doing okay? And and two, what's it like pushing your comfort zone like that to play a character that is so outside your norm? (laughs) Or what must be your personal norm? Because you apologize a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, uh... It's it's really fun playing them. Like I love it. Like I think it's like it's interesting and it's fun. 
But I always like, I feel like certain things or choices that I make for Al or have him say certain things, I want people to be like, oh, yeah, he's he's one of those guys. It's like, no, it's not me. I just, this is Al. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I just, I I don't know. Like, I just want to, like, sometimes I feel like I have to make it clear that this is an Al thing and not like a Bam Bam, like, oh, this sounds like a good thing to say, but I like. This is a thing Al would say. Like I, I, I don't know. I just try to make clear. Like this is an Al thing, not a me thing. <laughs> <laughs> so let's go ahead and do some listener questions. Yay! He... At Mortem uh, on Twitter asked us, "What uh, what do you like about this system? Like this role playing system, and what do we dislike about this role play system?" So through the breach, what do we like? What don't we like? Um, I like the card mechanic and that it's kind of tied into your character. Um, it's kind of like we're all rolling different dice because all the, all the decks that we make are, there's, is there like a base deck and then you add in the cards based on what you flipped over? I can't remember. Or is it everyone has their own like special deck based on what they, what their tarot reading thing was? Everyone has their own. Yeah, so that's kind of... And you get to customize it a little bit. Yeah, so that's kind of cool because, um, like, everybody could make... uh, We've been talking about riflemen or snipers or whatever. Everyone can make, like, a a guy who uses rifles, um, but depending on what happens when they flipped over uh, their cards, like, their decks could be completely different, um, which could mean something, and maybe it couldn't. I don't know. Uh, If, like, this, you know, the suits will all be different, and maybe the numbers will be different. I think that's really cool. It's not just, you know, we're all rolling a D20 and then D6s or D10s, whatever you're playing. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was, I think that's really cool. To piggyback off of that, what I really enjoy is the the depth you have at creation. You can go in saying, I want to play a man. He's going to be old. He's going to like magic. And then you can build this this person from character creation. So even if you went in like going, I don't know what I want to do. We're going to flip some cards and find out. And I really like that fluidity and just the the fate <laughs> of Malifaux. It's pretty great. Spencer or BB? I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of like, I've got mixed feelings. Like I I enjoy it. I like the whole card thing because it's definitely it's new. Um, uh, at some point, so like it, it I don't know. It just feels weird not rolling a dice because I'm so like I'm D and D like heavy. So it's always it's always fun but weird. Like whenever we play, I don't know because I'm used to just like rolling a D twenty and kind of like getting a random number. Whereas with the deck. Like, I know all the, like, things that are in the deck, but I'm also just like, I have no idea what's going to happen. <laughs> Real quick. I'd say it's kind of, I mean, it's mm-hmm. definitely less random than rolling a d20, because if when you roll a d20, if you're not counting any modifiers you have, it's always just going to be 1 through 20. And on a perfect die, it's going to be equal chance to land on any side. But as we're all pulling from the same deck, and we see the cards that have been pulled, we can kind of guess what... um what are like how good our next checks are going to be of course we have to keep pulling cards from the deck and then we have the cheat the fate like cheating cards in which Mm -hmm. i'm not thinking about right now but um like so if we pull um you know a bunch of like really really low numbers uh well then the chance that we get higher numbers increases so that's yeah it's kind of interesting that way where the game is like well you know well You'll do bad at one point, but then later on, you know you're going to do better unless you pull one of the jokers, because then you're supposed to, or whenever you're, whenever we shuffle the deck, mm-hmm. yeah. So, I think that's kind of interesting. My thoughts are a lot like Moose's, but like branching from that. So I was someone who came into the game with exactly the character I wanted to play, completely in mind, and there's enough diversity in the character creation where I can take this guy who in D&D he would have just been a fighter he would have just been a fighter and I would have taken like these skills but here it's everything's like so specific and diverse down to like the skills and then the perks like 
Yeah, like it's like, oh, you know, maybe you flipped for negative and then you put a negative on your cunning, but that means that negative cunning allows you to have this thing that means, you know, you're not so smart to figure you kind of bumble through this thing, or you're not smart enough to fear this thing, or something like that, where it's like there's no real drawbacks to character creation like it doesn't feel like there's a heavy need to min max you can just make the character you want to make and uh roll with that pretty well um because obviously in in D, it feels like there's a lot of skills that don't get touched unless you're playing a really specific character whereas you know in malifaux there's you know everything's like so broken down into these little different things. And I, I really like those little details because they feel more like your character has actual talents rather than, Oh, my character specialized in this field rather than my character knows how to read. Um, I do not like the system in which your health drops to zero and you die. But apparently that's not canon. It's not. <laughs> so, so I guess I like everything about the game, and this is my favorite game ever. Oh well, hey, that's neat. <laughs> yeah, uh, I know. Uh, as the Fate Master side of things, I have a really hard time with that rule book sometimes, where the the way they word things is just a little janky, or you don't you find rules in places that you don't really expect to find rules, and it's not that they have a poor table of contents. It's just the book at times is is formatted funny. Um, which means I make dumb calls sometimes as a fate master because I don't know the book backwards and forwards. Uh, that'd probably be my biggest dislike of it. Otherwise, I picked it for a reason. So, which that was a, another question Mortem had was why are we playing podcasting through the breach, and not another role playing game? So, as the fate master and producer of this, I'll answer that for all of us. When I wanted to make a podcast, I thought about D and D. I grew up playing D and D. I know that game backwards and forwards. I can sell the shit out of D&D. However, there's a lot of D&D podcasts out there. And with all that competition, I don't want to throw my hat in that race, even though I feel like I could tell a great story. That can only go so far when everyone else is being drowned in these other a very amazing, very worth your time to listen to podcasts. So I thought of a few other things. Uh, at the time, I was going to run a Call of Cthulhu game with some of my friends and my idea there was if they were going to be on a cruise ship, and so that way if anyone died, it would just be an easy way to sub in new players. And I had a whole story format around that. I was putting a lot of energy and planning, and then I decided to do this instead. And again, I thought, Call of Cthulhu podcast, that'd be really cool. Except we know there's a lot of cool Call of Cthulhu podcasts out there. Thanks, CAF. You're great. <laughs> and so I didn't want to step on any toes there either. I hate Pathfinder. If you want to play 3.5, just play 3.5. That's my overall opinion about Pathfinder. Hot take. And then I had recently been exposed to Through the Breach over the last year. And I really fell in love with this game. I fell in love with the universe. I fell in love with the character creation, with how it, the lore behind it. Everything about it was so unique and so much fun. And I had already started buying books anyways. I was starting to get into the mentors part of it. And so I was like, screw it. I, I did a quick Google. Are there any Through the Breach podcasts out there? And I didn't find any. I found one today, actually, that was airing 2015 called Through the Breach. Um, I feel like I have to go back and listen to them now. I don't think they're still creating. If you are, apologies. But there just seemed to be a, a space for this kind of game and this kind of universe. So I pulled the trigger on it. And even though I, it's a system that I'm not very familiar with, I think that's some of the fun in this show is that, hey, I'm I'm learning as you guys learn too. And hopefully putting on my DM hat well enough that when I make a call, it sticks. Sorry, Felix. Mm. Whoops. <laughs> yeah, so that's why we picked it. And that's why I'm making y'all play it. I, I I really feel like I grabbed you by your ears to pull you in, but you guys volunteered. So. You know, as many yeah. times yeah. we've mentioned Felix, this, uh, this Q&A, like, I think the podcast is just going to be haunted by his death this, for the rest of the whole podcast. <laughs> the, the ghost of Felix. Yeah, the ghost Bloody of Felix. Felix. Yeah. Bloody <laughs> Felix. <laughs> My friend Jordan asked us on Facebook, 
Uh, before he asked us any questions, however, he wanted to tell me specifically that our podcast is actually a safety hazard. He was taking a shower and then about slipped and fell when he heard Spencer refer to Jared's monster dong. <laughs> we woo, God. We woo. Uh, so I just want to say, Spencer, your delivery on that was was peachy keen because when i was editing i had to take a moment to stop it's like holy fuck that was just a very good well-placed moment so thanks for that uh but jordan asks asks this what happened is fuck pack it in uh he actually had a question for putnam uh he wanted to know how did putnam get melinda and how does a kid end up with a super powered arm so what ha- happened is um, <laughs> Putnam comes from the idea of the lost and the forgotten of the streets. Um, I believe his parents either died or were killed in the process of getting to Malifaux. So he worked in a, a warehouse kind of child slavery thing. Um, originally in the concept, he worked in this machine factory kind of for the Arcanists, and that's where we start our scene. He ends up saving another... I see a child in my head, but I'm not even sure if it's a child, um, from falling machinery, and in the process gets his arm crushed. Um, In his kind of annoying, bright nature, he is like, oh, it's fine. It's great. I still got one arm. And the facility workers having ties to you know all the different tinkerers and things of the arcanists built him this arm and it's oversized and extra powerful for a child thinking he'll grow into it (laughs) and that way he can make augments and things like that but it didn't originally have a name until i thought it was really funny to make a pun because miss alex she hates them so it's it's Malinda. Malinda. <laughs> so the other question Jordan had, uh, I've been wondering how you guys are doing your fight scenes. Are you using miniatures or anything like Rule Twenty? So I'll take a moment to answer that as well. We aren't using anything. We're just using the power of our minds. The theater <laughs> of the mind. I uh, I think Rule Twenty is a really great resource. I don't have the patience for it. Uh, I know Weird has their own kind of sort of Rule 20 system. I also don't have the patience for that. (laughs) I'm sure it's great, but with everything else I'm doing at the moment, I haven't come up with a map or anything. Uh, And really, in recent DMing, maybe the last year or two, I really don't use much drops at all. I I would draw out maps on occasion if I needed to, but for the most part, I just kind of let people imagine as I described things. Just in general, as my history as a DM, I try to challenge myself on occasion. At one point, that was my challenge, was can I run a good game without needing to rely on props? Again, props have their place. It was just a challenge. And so that has just easily pushed through to this, where uh, you guys haven't requested it yet. So I assumed it hasn't been a problem. (laughs) I could be wrong. But I feel like in our combat scenes, we're able to dictate enough of, okay, who's where, what, and you guys roll that flow very well, which I appreciate. Do I need to start doing that? No, I prefer no, not. I mean, I, I like how we do it. Okay. I don't, know. I don't know if anyone else feels differently. Maps and minis are my thing. So, yeah. Step off. Bitch! <laughs> 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 yeah, it's weird. Well, I like playing Warhammer, and I mean, I like miniatures games. So, um, and then, you know, when you're playing a competitive mm-hmm. game, you have to know the rules really well and all that fun stuff. So, it is kind of weird going from doing that for the most part to doing this more abstract form um you know because you want to make sure that you're doing it right you want to make sure you're um you know doing the best thing that you could do like you want to game the system or you want you want to play the game you want to play the game rather than yeah. play the game i guess i don't know you know however, however you want to say that and but uh the more and more that i've played role playing role playing games the more and more i have just not really had the patience <laughs> for the map and miniatures thing i don't know why i think it's just maybe it's because i've played a lot of tabletop games and i just like i already (laughs) had my fix so i'm done now 
So I don't know. I don't know what it is. Uh, so our next questions come from Kyle, at Lord Kyle on Twitter. He has two questions for us. Actually, he gave us a lot. Thanks, Kyle. But as I'm looking at our time, I'll ask two of them, and I might just pocket a few of them for later. The ones that jumped out at me the most, however. Uh, first question. If uh, if your characters were dropped into any other world of fiction, where do you think they would feel most at home? So, Brecca actually started out in the Lord of the Rings uh, MMO for me. Uh, she, she was a reskin of a reskin of a reskin. Oh. <laughs> but that rendition of her, she fucking loves the Shire. And that, I think, is like Brecca's hometown is anywhere in the Shire. Could be anywhere she'd be happy. Um, so, I guess I think that's where the question's going is if you could place them in a different setting, where where would they be the happiest? I mean, Al would be come from his original home, and that is D and D. But which world of D and D? Five E, but yes, the hell our the hell world. Okay, yes, our five E version. I guess we can't even technically call it five E, uh, because it's it, there's no. There's no stats, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything's based it's off of straight brew. D20 rolls. Um, cool. And it is all either success or failures. And that's also how you find out, like, as the character's like, oh, can I use magic? I mean, I don't know. Try. Like, I try <laughs> to cast fireball. I rolled a nat 20. Yeah, well, you don't because you don't know how to use magic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking really hard about what Rosa would be in. And I can't really think of anything. I think the the closest thing that she would fit in right now would be some other Wild West role-playing thing. Um, there's one. It's got... Uh, it's Wild West and there's zombies. Oh, cool. And, and I think that's it. I can't, I can't remember exactly what it's called. I don't think it's incredibly popular so i I don't know if anybody's going to be able to recognize it but but that's like it it's like it's got cannibals zombies or maybe they're both the same thing and then uh it's in the wild west so that's the closest thing i can think of for rosa right now cool nice i'm gonna step away from role playing Mm -hmm. and felix would be very happy in any of the settings from the old penny dreadfuls so shelly you know mr brahm Something I was gonna like say, that. I feel like he would be a, a Frankenstein. Or yeah, a... it's Mary Shelley would be where he, like, hey, bae, let's do this. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. I don't know. Maybe even the maybe the monster. He's like, hey, bae, let's do this. You and me forever. And Putnam. Ooh, I really want to put Putnam in Westworld. TM. Oh. Um, I think it'd be hilarious to see this like little cripple boy, like running around, like, oi, Mister, you wanna wanna go on a hunt? I got a quest gotta get the gossip do you think he'd be a host or would he be someone who was there who snuck on he'd be a host he'd be one of those weird hosts that they don't really have on catalog okay but Maeve would really like him nice Spence so in the season finale of Westworld um the first the first season um okay who cares why why did they shoot a bunch of robots, but whenever they came up on the main cast, they said, freeze, and then they just pointed guns <laughs> at them? <laughs> why, why wouldn't you just shoot them when their backs were turned and they were no threat? Why would you- Because how would you story? have a season two? Why would you wait for them to kill, like, 30 security officers? <laughs> they were expendable. Uh, uh, oi. They were hosts, too. Okay. Well, I, yes, the question. I. Jared uh, comes from, he comes from a post-apocalyptic setting. Alex knows him from Swotor, in which he was mainly based around Narshada, which is this lawless crime planet. And I think the best answer is Jared would thrive anywhere where lawlessness exists. Um... He is really, really, really bad at following the rules, but uh, he likes money, and he's rough and tumble and doesn't get into politics. Any Western, any, any crime drama, any, any survival-based anything, he would do super well. 
if you put him like at an office job, he would suck. He would be the paper boy. He would be fucking terrible <laughs> at that. But anywhere where you can go around and punch dudes in the nose and the tooth and well, other places. Just the one tooth. Yeah. Just one. He uh, does really well in those settings. So this one I think is also going to be fun. I'm very interested in your answers. This is also from Kyle. Uh, what's one thing you wish you would have done different if you could change one past event so far? Death excluded. <laughs> it's me, Felix! <laughs> <laughs> Shit. He also asked me, what's one thing you wish the players as a group would have done differently? I really hated the bar fight. <laughs> I struggled so hard through that. I didn't like it. I have a really hard time with players like having that kind of massive and particularly potentially death inducing kind of conflict. I like conflict, but that was really hard for me to swallow. But I also think where we're at now, it was needed. So I, for my own comfort level, I wish something different had happened, but as a storyteller, I'm glad it did. Um, I need a minute. That's okay. <laughs> I can, I can, we don't have to answer the piece split. I'm trying to think of everything that Rose has done. It might be that. The only thing that's, the only thing that's sticking in my head now is, uh, that she, oh, uh, well, yeah, I guess I, I guess, um, as a player, I wish I would have been a little more, so I was, I was struggling with whether I wanted her to be, um, like a stoic, like didn't talk very much or mm -hmm. wanted, or, or, or thought less of everybody else because she's like, I'm an Ortega. Uh, you know, you guys are all trash. Is that her voice? <laughs> yeah, well, like, like, yeah, well, just thought less of people because they're not part of, like, the, the most feared, yeah, the big family. So I didn't know if, if I wanted her to be like that or if I wanted her to be something else. So I guess I wish I would have decided sooner. Okay. Fair. Fair. Spencer, do you want to go next? Or move? I'll go next. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. So, um, mine would be a series of mistakes trying to, uh, so I've DM'd a lot more than I've actually played role-playing games. Um, coming up with like cool dialogue on the fly is not what I do. I take like... <laughs> long amounts of time to think over like character action and stuff. So it's weird having to make those decisions like bam, 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 bam on the fly when I'm not. Jared and I are very different people. So I feel like I have made choices as him, not so far. Everything he's done from like combat to ball, like, like physical choices he's made. Um, are fine, but I think like social things, like how he interacts with people and how he talks to people, I feel like early on, and I think slowly I'm correcting this, I'm making too many choices as me playing Jared and not as Jared. It is hard mm -hmm. to find that balance of him being, he is rough and tumble, but he's not, he's supposed to be more apathetic than entirely mean. Um, and I feel like in his rivalry, I guess, with Al, he's come across as like being a huge, massive douche when he <laughs> should kind of be more cold and sad and uh, disturbed. So hopefully, sad yeah, it. hopefully, hopefully I, I pull that around. I think it makes enough sense with Al <laughs> being Al, but. It's uh, still something that I feel like I would want to go back and change, like things where it's weird because I feel like most of the choices I would have made different are silence is a valid option. Doing the thing where Jared doesn't say anything rather than Jared say something mean, like him just continuing to walk, but that's not as interesting. So I don't do that, but I should. I appreciate yeah. it. <laughs> There's a balance. You're right. Yeah. There's there's a fine balance to it. BB or Moose? Uh, Moose. Moose would change. Period. Mm. 
Um, I think Putnam would have latched on to Jared a little bit harder just for the information gathering aspect of his character would have been a little less tormenting of Jared. Probably shouldn't have hit Jared. (laughs) That's fine. fine. We all address it in that episode. He ran. He said he wouldn't run. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) That's literally it. Had he walked, it would have been okay. Skipped. Skipped. Jumped. Hopped. Anything. Cartwheeled. Uh, Yeah. I think that would have been my biggest thing. Solid. Solid. BB? Uh, okay, so I've got two things. Um, the first one Ooh. is more like um, a choice that I personally would have changed. Um, knowing, like, player-wise that, you know, these characters are gonna... You know, it, this is a party. Uh, so leaving Jared... <laughs> And the mangled corpse of Felix. <laughs> Player-wise, I'm just like, I want to go back and like, no, like, stay together. Because 100%, Jared also could have died right then and there. Like, if he didn't say, like, he, I, I don't know what happened. Like, he was just like, all right, I'm going to have to fuck these rats up myself. And he started doing it. Player-wise, I'm just like, man. I, I wish I would have just made him stayed, but it 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 made no sense for how to stay. It's like I'm not gonna die in this fucking sewer. <laughs> um, and the other one uh, is uh, with the whole the bar thing. Um, mm-hmm. Had Al kind of thought it through a little bit, maybe I shouldn't just pick this girl up at the bar. Literally, just lift <laughs> her up and walk away because it will cause problems. <laughs> He should not have done that. He should have maybe explained, hey, Jared's in the bathhouse. He wants me to get you. Come with me. I think Al's biggest thing he could have done is not buy everyone free drinks. Because Brecca would have never run over there if there had not also been free drinks. Also very true. A little alcoholic. Also but. very true. Hey, it was his way of picking up chicks. <laughs> Hot chicks. He was trying to get chicks. Miss Tasty, what's up? What's up? <laughs> um, well, I had a lightning round plan, but we already have like an hour and a half of audio. I know some of that was us prepping, but lightning uh, round. Call it, no. So. Oh god. No. Oh, sorry. That's a, that's a anti lightning round. Got it. Um. So hopefully some of your questions were answered. Curiosities, so on. I uh I am hoping that we do these maybe at the end of story arcs. We'll see. We'll see how frequently we need to do them. Want to do them? Requested to do them? Maybe they're part of a Patreon. Mm-hmm. Who knows? It's all up in the air. We're still trying to figure stuff out. Yes. Wait. Oh, I wait. One more. It's one quick thing. What? 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 Um, it's more directed mm-hmm. like uh, d- uh dispenser because I've noticed something in terms of like with Al and I realized it was Spencer's doing, but I love it. Al has a catchphrase, and you did this. Oh, yeah? <laughs> I am your Huckleberry. I have tried to use that as many times as I possibly can as Al because of, like, that first thing you wrote, and I'm just like, I fucking love it. I, it okay, so it felt like a very Western Al thing to say because it was, like, a super common phrase and it literally just means I'm your man but it, it was the old timey way of saying that and I figured that was a, a very Al thing to put in there because it like with with Al's it felt like there should be a lot more dialogue um, I think that was the most dialogue heavy piece because it's like half dialogue whereas I think Rose's is completely silent so mm. like mm-hmm. yeah but so tried to mix what I knew of Al's speech patterns with just little things that I figured would fit. Yeah, I I just I just yeah. wanted I just wanted to address that because <laughs> you one hundred percent created his like catchphrase and I just wanted that to be known. <laughs> and I have one hundred percent also used it outside of the game just because I thought it was funny. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
I uh, I had the idea because I know we wanted Al to have some kind of stories in our Patreon that would be accessible to people. I really think what should happen is to write pulp fictions about Al Albert Long or like short Zane Grey style short stories of the brave Albert Long. And maybe he's just paying someone on the side. Like, hey, here's this adventure I just went to through the sewer. About me. Make, make it happen. <laughs> make it happen. <laughs> and it's not that he has a publisher or anything like that. It's just kind of a ghostwriter situation where it, it furthers his popularity. And I think that'd be really fun to have as a as your story points instead of our diary since poor Al doesn't read or write <laughs> yet. That might be a fun way of going about it. And also exploring his past, because he'd be like, oh, hey, here's this one story about when I was 10. Go write it. Oh, my gosh. Can these also be like, can these be Easter eggs, like, in the game? Like, you can find them scattered. That'd be so great. (laughs) (laughs) Flip to see if you know Albert Long from stories. Um, But that's all I got, guys. So let's say bye. 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 Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye forever. Hey everyone, it's Alex, one more time. If you liked this episode, please subscribe, rate, and review us. Do you want to stay in touch? We'd love to hear from you. We are on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at SoulStoryPod. The cast is on Twitter as well. You can find Moose at Moosifo, Spencer at SpareBearTheMeek, BamBam at HotBam with three M's, Logan at KOTL of the Light, and you can find me, your Fate Master, at RollForAlex. for Alex.